Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Planet Logic. I'm Lynn Woolley, the Secretary of Logic and the pilot of the podcast. And you know something about me, folks? You never know what is on my logical mind. That's why I do a feature called Random Samplings of a Logical Mind. And here is Episodes 21 through 30. Random Samplings of a Logical Mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Issue 1, The Eyes of Texas. The University of Texas has decreed in a 57-page report that the school's alma mater, The Eyes of Texas, has no racist intent. This is after convening a panel composed of 24 people to study the song's so-called racist history. Some members of the football team have rebelled against the song, and the UT band has refused to play it. The first thing you notice about the report is that it's very woke. Black is used with an uppercase B, but white is used with a lowercase W. There's verbiage about the racism that has historically plagued our campus. The report notes that a student group included among its demands that 0.5% of what the athletic department brings in should go to organizations such as Black Lives Matter. The school opted to keep the song as is, but to capitulate to most of the students' demands. Issue 2, the Robert E. Lee connection. In today's PC culture, there is no greater villain than Robert E. Lee. So when the University of Texas researched the history of the Eyes of Texas, it was important to disconnect Lee from the song if the school wanted to keep it. The report states that General Lee is reported to have often said, the eyes of the South are upon you. The school desperately needed to debunk this notion, and so it did, saying there is a low likelihood that the phrase originated with Lee. But Civil War historian John C. Perry says the phrase is tied to the Battle of the Wilderness that was fought in May of 1864. Lee's army was in trouble and was fortified by the Texas Brigade commanded by General John Gregg. As Gregg ordered his men forward, he said, The eyes of General Lee are upon you. And that is the likely connection to Robert E. Lee. Issue 3, what would Reagan do? He did the opposite of what UT did. The report on the school song, The Eyes of Texas, had to twist into a few pretzels in order to keep the song alive. This is in contrast to what Ronald Reagan said when students occupied land at Cal Berkeley on May 15, 1969. Reagan called in the National Guard. At a news conference, Reagan was asked why he didn't negotiate with the students. Negotiate, said Reagan. What is there to negotiate? He said the students had no right to disobey the law under the banner of social protest. He said adults at Berkeley should have known better. We've posted this video at WB Daily. UT officials should view this video and make President Jay Hartzell and the Board of Regents watch it a few times. And that might not do any good. UT is under the power of today's woke society. Stay tuned for more random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Issue 1, Frustration on the Editorial Page. 
A letter to the editor from Gary Adams of Temple caught my eye. Most people and most corporations are afraid to say what Mr. Adams wrote. He's tired of hearing fashionable words like inclusive, equity, offended, racist, sexist, and so on. He wrote, The world is sick of hearing the nonsense about those that cannot figure out what sex they were when they were born. He mentions the controversy surrounding the eyes of Texas and that it took a panel of 24 brilliant minds to conclude that there is no problem with the song. What about you? Are you tired of hearing how some people constantly complain about race, gender, being offended, and how America is filled with systemic racism? If you are, join the crowd. Write your own letter. Make calls to woke corporations and tell them how you feel. Issue two, words that offend the right. People on the right side of the aisle often get offended by certain words as well. Here are some of them. Cisgender, transgender, diversity, gender fluidity, LGBTQ, gender identity, abortion rights, a woman's right to choose, triggering terms, safe spaces, white privilege, white supremacy, Planned Parenthood, climate change, carbon neutral, common sense gun laws, Latin X, our democracy, armed insurrection, and unity when Joe Biden uses the word. Some get offended when black is cast capitalized in AP stories and white is not. Conservative words like freedom, liberty, God bless the USA, family values, love of country, honor the flag, American exceptionalism, the right to free speech and bear arms, and rugged individualism are barely tolerated by the tolerant left. Issue three, should woke cut both ways? It's a fact that big corporations and the mainstream media don't care about upsetting conservatives. They consider us hayseeds that live in flyover country. So the whole idea of wokeness only extends to the left. You know, the people who will raise hell if they don't get their way and who will organize boycotts. Those of us who believe in traditional American values are no longer revered. We are reviled. Big corporations will offend us all day, knowing we'll never cancel our cell phones or our cable or streaming services and we'll simply shrug our shoulders and move on. The left throws rocks through windows and burns out police cars and worse. But the day will come, and it may not be far off, when all the lunacy on college campuses and riots in the streets get to be too much. It might be a good idea to tone it down now. Stay tuned for more random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Issue 1, Biden's energy crisis. Nothing says progressive like climate change. It started with the cooling world, morphed into global warming, and settled in as climate change, a catch-all term that allows Democrats to blame any weather phenomenon on carbon emissions. Trump wasn't fixated on this. Biden is. After being sworn in, he immediately got us back into the Paris Climate Accords and cancel the Keystone XL pipeline, killing thousands of jobs. But to Joe Biden and his groupies, jobs are not nearly so important as the left-wing ideology of climate change. Biden is a government lifer, and his own paycheck has never been in danger. Biden can use his pen and his phone to kill other people's livelihood while he never misses a meal or has to make a payroll. This is Biden's first crisis, essentially a war against fossil fuel. Issue 2, Biden's border crisis. 
When you're a progressive and you've just been elected to the highest office in the land and you've got all this power, what do you do with it? If you're Joe Biden, you start undoing everything Donald Trump accomplished. Trump had pretty much fixed the illegal alien problem with the wall and his Remain in Mexico program. But Biden couldn't have that, so he essentially opened the border, and that opened the door for caravans and human smuggling. And so they come by the thousands, and Biden puts children in cages that are no longer called cages. Chaos at the border is so bad that FEMA has been brought in to help. FEMA is supposed to handle disasters, but the Biden administration doesn't use that word or the word crisis to describe the Biden border. At this point, the Biden administration is also a disaster. Issue three, Biden's debt crisis. Sometimes one crisis leads to another, and the Dems always take advantage. But the COVID-19 crisis is now taking us into a major debt crisis that threatens to be more dangerous than the virus. The national debt now stands at about $28 trillion, and the debt clock is ticking away. We've already had relief bills, and now we got another one to the tune of $1.9 trillion. The spending helps a lot of blue states that can't control their spending and needed a bailout. But Dems aren't stopping there. They want a climate change bill and an infrastructure bill that could cost up to $4 trillion. If they succeed in killing the Senate filibuster, they can pass this with 50 votes plus that woman who is vice president. Our debt will mount like migrants at the border. Democrats will also raise taxes to pay for this, but there will never be enough taxes to do that. Stay tuned for more random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Issue 1, Profitable Panhandling. Texas big cities are full of panhandlers, people who stake out a claim to some busy intersection and hold up signs asking for money. Sometimes they accost you in the downtown areas, and sometimes you feel a little threatened if you don't wish to pay up. All this is constitutionally protected free speech. But I have some questions. What is the median annual take for a typical panhandler? Ten grand? Forty grand? Since begging is a cash business, does the IRS check on this? It certainly is taxable income. And when panhandlers set up shop on a street corner with a business, such as cleaning your front window with a squeegee, can the city rightfully demand some sort of payment for the use of public space to run a business? Since billboards are regulated, can the city prevent them from posting signage? Am I the only one asking these questions? Issue 2. Homelessness as a way of life. People living in tents along downtown streets or in tent communities that spring up under overpasses on major freeways has proliferated in recent years. This, of course, prompts woke city councils and left-wing cities to gnash their teeth and bite their fingernails to the quick worrying about the homeless. But I have questions. How many homeless people want to be homeless? When the sign says, we'll work for food, do they mean it? If someone offered them a job, would they take it? How many are mentally ill? How many are not? How many have just dropped out of mainstream society but are physically able to work? Most important, why can't we take care of the mentally ill, the physically impaired, and homeless veterans who served our country first and suggest to the rest that they pack up their tents and get a job? Issue 3, Zack Snyder's Justice League. 
Superhero geeks, you know, like me, are abuzz about the new cut of Justice League, a movie that bombed at the box office. Of course, it's longish, four hours, and that leads to two questions. Why the redo, and was it an improvement? The theatrical version, which was just okay, got in trouble when Snyder's daughter Autumn passed away and he had to drop out. Suits at DC Comics tapped Joss Whedon to finish the film, but told him to brighten it up and cut the running time way down. He did both, and that left the original with no heart and no explanation for big sections of the plot. So yes, the new cut is far better, much more entertaining and easier to follow. In fact, I think it's better than Marvel's Avengers movies. I just wish it could be Justice League of America again, but that might offend somebody. Stay tuned for more random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Issue 1. The News Monopoly. D.C. Circuit Judge Lawrence Silberman has written that Democrats are close to controlling all major news outlets. Silberman, a Reagan appointee, says media consolidation is one thing, but ideological consolidation of the media is the far greater threat. Well, no Obama appointee would ever say that. Total control of what's now known as the narrative is a major goal of the left-wing media. Case in point is a Sunday show called Reliable Sources on CNN. The host is a narrow-minded ideologue named Brian Stelter who doesn't want any opposing coverage. You, you know that strays from the narrative. Stelter thinks what CNN says should be considered truth, and he uses his show to lobby for the removal of Fox News from cable systems. You know what I'd like to see? Judge Silberman as a guest on Reliable Sources. Issue 2, Standing Up to Woke Supremacists. The woke mob has torn down statues and forced the renaming of schools, especially those named after Robert E. Lee. People are being canceled for things they said when they were in high school. It's past time to tell the mob to pound sand. Both the University of Texas and Baylor University have suffered through reports about their so-called racist pasts. At Texas, the issue is the school song, The Eyes of Texas, and at Baylor, It's about Judge R.E.B. Baylor, who owns slaves. In both cases, the schools caved to most of the mob's demands, but held on to the central issue. The Eyes of Texas will remain UT's school song, and Judge Baylor's statue will stay. But big universities, where cancel culture breeds like rabbits, are now targets of what they started. If they want to survive, they need to cancel wokeness. And soon... Issue 3. America isn't listening to bad slogans. I noticed a TM for trademark on the tagline, America is listening to Fox News. Not to worry, this is a terrible slogan and nobody would infringe the trademark. Consider what this slogan claims, that Fox News has an audience? Presumably so do CNN and MSNBC. The slogan says nothing. It makes no promise. Remember the lines they dumped for this one? One was, we report 
you decide. The other one, even better, said fair and balanced. These amazing taglines made a promise that Fox News was different and better. Fair and balanced offered a way to differentiate Fox from CNN and MSNBC. That Fox is fair in its coverage. Its reporters look at both sides of a story. The new slogan claims people listen. Frankly, my dear, I don't care. What I want is a news network that doesn't lie. Stay tuned for more random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Issue 1. Becoming a Masculinitist. The cancel culture is a new phenomenon and woke supremacy has existed for a while under other names. When I was at the University of Texas in the 70s, we had women's liberation and, and other kinds of liberations. In those days, men were somewhat revered as husbands, fathers, athletes, soldiers, astronauts, and so on. I first noticed men being disrespected while watching tennis on TV. There was a commercial where a man and a woman were rallying, and she kept hitting him in the head with the tennis ball. One of the announcers commented that it would have been politically incorrect to have the woman hit by the ball. The man had to be the bad player, the butt of the joke. Now it's no joke. Men get no respect. We should start a radical masculinity movement and make men great again. Issue 2, co-facilitation at Austin City Hall. This segment does not require much commentary from me. It comes from a news release issued by the Austin Public Information Office. The city has approved a blueprint from city manager Spencer Cronk on how to reimagine the Austin police. In this release, the Harvard-educated Cronk explains not once, not twice, but three times how much the police academy should be about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Kroc is big on community involvement in this reimagining. He mentions participation, co-creation, co-facilitation, and formalization. That's out of context, but it doesn't make any more sense in context. He talks about adult learning strategies and scenario-based training tools, presumably referring to one of the left's big lies about how George Floyd died. I didn't see much about fighting crime in this release. Issue 3, Silver Wings on My Son's Chest. In 1966, in the Vietnam era, the Ballad of the Green Berets was number one on the record charts for five weeks. The song was about the U.S. Army Special Forces, an elite fighting force known for its distinctive headgear. The song concerned a Special Forces op that was killed by the Viet Cong. The lyrics pointed out how awesome a man had to be to qualify. One line said, A hundred men will test today, but only three win the Green Beret. Fast forward to today. Our current military isn't so much about winning wars as it is about social experimentation. You know, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Staff Sergeant Barry Sadler's lyric about put silver wings on my son's chest, make him one of America's best, would translate today to put silver wings on my son's purse, make him one of America's diverse. This is sad. Stay tuned for more random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Random Samplings of a Logical Mind, I'm Lynn Woolley. Issue 1, we don't need no education. Actually, we do. A good college education is the pathway to a great life. So why are colleges screwing it up? I think it's bored professors who like to go against the grain of society and administrators who let them.
There are at least three forces at work that could change universities as we know them. One is the proliferation of online classes that was ramped up by the pandemic. Another is the rising cost of tuition, which makes parents wonder if college is worth the cost. Most of all, it's the new woke campuses that promote cancel culture, safe zones, triggering terms, and a single left-wing point of view. Colleges now embrace the idea of an America born in slavery and still rotten to the core. Only the most extremist of parents want to pay top dollar to have their kids indoctrinated to hate this country. This can't continue. Issue 2. Obscene Coach Pay When Shaka Smart left the University of Texas before they could usher him out, he was making more than $3 million per year. That's nothing compared to John Calipari of Kentucky, who makes more than $8 million a year and is the country's highest-paid college basketball coach, according to USA Today. When Texas fired head football coach Tom Herman, they paid him off and made a deal with Alabama assistant Steve Sarkeesian worth $34.2 million over six years according to ESPN. Figure $21 million more in guaranteed contracts for his assistants. Salaries are out of control in college sports to the point of obscenity. So is college tuition. Now imagine if priorities were corrected and coaches were capped at, say, $250,000 per year. At Texas alone, that would free up $34 million to help poor kids with tuition. Issue 3. The truth is out there. In my short story, The Problem with UFOs, I posited that they exist and that they are used by some alien race to send their misfits to Earth. This story was written in the 70s, so I probably wasn't talking about Democrats. And who knows? Maybe I was right. As part of President Trump's COVID relief bill, the government is going to release classified files about UFOs. Former National Intelligence Director John Ratcliffe says, we're talking about objects seen by Navy or Air Force pilots moving faster than the speed of sound without causing a sonic boom. The truth is out there. Maybe we'll soon know what Uncle Sam knows. My story is included in the collection The Clock Tower and Other Stories. You can read it and see if I was right. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer may indeed have been sent here from the planet Melmac. Stay tuned for more random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Biden aspiring to be Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And 10 new rules for radicals. Issue 1. Biden as FDR. Biden isn't as demented as some people think. Yes, he's dumb and says stupid things, but he's lucid enough to understand that most people think he's a placeholder for Kamala. Biden is proving them wrong. He's said to idolize Franklin Roosevelt, and apparently Biden wants to be a transformational president who will go down in history as a great leader. That's not happening. FDR was in power for much of the Great Depression and World War II. You can debate the New Deal, but what you can't debate is that President Trump left Biden with a strong economy ready to bounce back from the pandemic. Biden simply can't stand Trump's successes, and so he's tossing them out and adopting a left-wing tax and spend agenda. He's essentially destroying the country, but as a one-termer, what does he care? 
Issue two, Bidenomics. Whether trying to buy his place in history or just buy the votes of gullible people, Joe Biden is spending this country into insolvency. Great empires before us have fallen because of overwhelming debt. That's one thing Trump didn't fix, and Biden couldn't care less. On the heels of yet another $2 trillion so-called COVID relief bill comes the infrastructure bill, also badly misnamed. This will easily add $4 trillion more to the national debt and is essentially the Green New Deal. Biden thinks this will cement his place in history as the new FDR. Biden is oblivious to the fact that the Trump economy never died. It just went dormant due to a pandemic. It's about to roar back. This is not the time to add more stimulus to what's about to be a roaring economy. Biden is about to bring back inflation. He's going down in history, all right. Issue three, the new Great Reckoning. Victor Davis Hanson posits that the left has changed the rule book now that Democrats control the government. Some of the new rules are laws are not necessarily binding anymore. The immigrant is preferable to the citizen. And McCarthyism is good. But the most damaging new rule may be this one. Money is a construct. What that means is that money is now created out of thin air. The national debt is meaningless. What's the end game here? Remember, the national debt is always future taxes. Democrats may think money grows on trees, but there will be a great reckoning. Energy costs are already higher. Inflation is on the way. And Biden's new rules for radicals and massive spending will make America miserable again. Stay tuned for more random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Issue one, the spineless among us. With a big decision looming on whom to run in 2024, conservatives are now in the process of weeding out possible candidates that have no backbones. Let's start with former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley. In February, Haley decided to break with President Trump saying he let us down. In March, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem vetoed a bill that would have protected girls' sports from being invaded by transgendered girls that are really biological boys. In April, not to be outdone, Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson vetoed a bill that would have protected children from parents who would let doctors give their children puberty blockers en route to sex change surgery, otherwise known as genital mutilation. The conservative movement needs fighters, not squishes, and it's a good thing the spineless among us are self-eliminating. Issue two, the non-squishes. We're talking here about conservatives with backbones the ones that are standing up to the woke left and never backing down. Start with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, whose COVID protocols have been so successful that CBS 60 Minutes was reduced to doing an unethical hit piece on him. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, in refusing to throw out the first pitch at the Rangers' Globe Life Park, showed resolve, and he also disinvited Major League Baseball to hold events in Texas. Now he ought to defund universities like UT Austin until they regain their senses. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick is also standing up for the Texas election integrity law. Of course, former President Donald Trump wrote the book on how to stand up to the crazies on the left. One thing I can tell you, the next GOP nominee will be decided from the ranks of those who take a stand. Issue 3, Texas 2 Looney Tunes. 
That would be Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke and Julian Castro. You remember Beto as Texas' most celebrated loser and Castro as the nutcase who suggested during a presidential debate that biological men should have access to abortions. Unfortunately, some academic and corporate leaders actually pretend these guys have functioning intellects. That's a shame because they're heading up the Texas effort to pressure companies like Southwest Airlines, AT&T, and Whole Foods to punish conservative states like Major League Baseball did to Georgia. Too often, companies and colleges simply comply because it seems like the left is in control. But that's true only when all conservatives and logical thinkers fold like a cheap tent in a homeless encampment. we got to learn to stand up to the woke and the political bigotry of the left. Stay tuned for more random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. Big liberal lies that Biden uses to control us and CNN's Fox News obsession. Issue one, the biggest left wing lies. Honestly, it's hard to choose. Without trying hard, I jotted down 10 of them. First is what libs call the big lie, that the election of 2020 was strong and secure. It was anything but when Democrat-run states changed all the rules using the pandemic as a weapon. The left lies about the so-called capital insurrection, during which the only person killed was a young woman shot to death by a Capitol policeman. Meanwhile, the deadly summer race riots are called peaceful. Another lie is that lockdowns worked. Florida and Texas were nothing like California and New York and had fewer deaths. CBS News decided to use its venerable 60 Minutes to run a deceptively edited piece about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and has taken heat for lying. Stay tuned for more big liberal lies, and don't worry, I have more than enough to choose from. Issue 2, Left-Wing Lies, the sequel. Biden tells us there's no crisis at the border, even though we have eyes to see. He says killing all the Keystone XL pipeline jobs will somehow benefit the climate. He doesn't seem to understand that corporations will pass their soon-to-be-higher taxes onto the consumer. Biden lied on ESPN about the Georgia election law and got four Pinocchios from the left-wing Washington Post. Some 50 former intelligence officials signed a statement that the Hunter Biden laptop scandal was Russian disinformation, but they were lying. It really was Hunter's laptop, and it was loaded with filth. Finally, the lie that George Floyd was murdered by a cop's knee and his drug overdose and enlarged heart had absolutely nothing to do with it. Remember the underlying morbidity issue with COVID? Floyd had several hidden morbidities that led to his death. Issue 3, CNN's Fox News Obsession. CNN's Sunday morning media show, Reliable Sources, would be dangerous if anybody watched CNN, but thankfully few people do. The show is turned into a weekly screed against Fox News and its biggest star, Tucker Carlson. Host Brian Stelter uses his platform to goad the Murdoch family into firing Carlson. When Carlson stated the obvious, that Biden wants to bring millions of potential Democrat voters across the border with the idea of flipping Texas, Stelter screams white supremacy. Biden's fake empathy notwithstanding, there is no other discernible reason to open the borders and create a major crisis. Stelter and his pals at the despicable Anti-Defamation League may slander him every Sunday. But thankfully, Tucker isn't relegated to a propaganda outlet such as CNN. Tucker is our most important voice. Stay tuned for more random samplings of a logical mind. I'm Lynn Woolley. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.